we looked at each other <laughs> and we were maybe three feet away neither one of us said anything and I, adam sort of got it on video me looking at him like holy bleep <laughs> we are in the tennessee locker room Well, well, here we are. Look, look at us. We need. We even knew how to use everything we, for we, the most part. We uh, we dug the microphones and the, the. We got all the spiders out of Adam's microphone box. I'm glad to report nobody's this been is, bit. I mean, how long has it been? This has to be our longest hiatus. Like six months, I think. June, yeah, six months. We're coming up on year four. If that for if that makes you feel of this better. podcast, mm-hmm. yeah, we started in 2018 or 19. 18. Wow. No, 19. 19. Okay. Yeah. Look at us. I think. Well, I don't even way. know when we started. Finally. I'm sure it's it was February, I think, of 2019. That I think you're right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're getting close to four. After about month five, I actually finally had a couple of uh, loyal listeners start to say, what's what's going yeah. on? When are we going to get another <laughs> podcast? There, there, our listeners are used to hiatus, but not a six-month hiatus. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. We should have come up with a better story. Has there been about a death in the podcast? Yeah. Or? I was going to say, we should have had a good story about some dysfunction in the podcast family or something at least to... Make it sound good. We we all we got divorced, but we all got back yeah, together. Yeah, so uh, we're here for the kids. <laughs> yeah, here for the kids. Due to popular demand, we're back. Yep. Yeah. Well, we, don't, we, we don't really have a reason why we took off six months. No, other no. Than just got lazy. Laziness and busy dads. Well, yeah. well it makes it even worse. I'm not sure we have a good reason to, to record again. But yeah. here we are. But here we are. <laughs> you know, I think for me, last time we recorded was in June, which makes total sense because my kids started going back to school in July, and it's the first time that they actually you know, going to like legit school, like kindergarten. Yeah. And Thea's going to a preschool. So we went into that transition to where we actually have to get lunches made, things packed. Like, and it, I didn't realize how busy our schedule was going to become. It's like, you know, you got to do all that stuff in the morning and then they come home at night and Jackson's already got stuff that we need to go over with them as far as like, you know, kindergarten. Like, and I'm kind of thinking, you know, shouldn't he just learn all this stuff at school? Why do I have right. to do more? Well, why are you sending me your work home? <laughs> so yeah, yeah our, our lives just got super busy and I'm doing... I'm doing pick up and drop off at three different schools because of the different Ooh. ages of my kids. So super dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's been crazy. You know what's oh, uh, uh, wait oh, a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, pick up and drop off at three different schools. Yeah. I mean, how long is this taking? Is this like an hour and a half, two hours? Certain days, yeah. I mean, like it can literally take almost two hours. Tim and I trade off pretty good, uh, but there are certain days where so run me through your morning when yeah, the kids are in school. My morning is, you know, I go to the gym. So what, He still doesn't up, brush his teeth for right, the gym. Yes. We know that. Yeah. I didn't wake up yeah. time. What time we hit now? So I wake up at about 4.30, get to the gym at 5. Don't ask me why it takes me so long. Y'all know I, I have to, you know, do my 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 business in the yes. morning. Mm-hmm. Just not the teath brushing, yeah. but the other business. <laughs> the the other brushing. end. Yeah. <laughs> Some things don't yeah. change. All right, so it's gym. Gym's 5 to 6. And then after i down the gym, I little chit-chat for a little bit. And let's say I get home roughly around 6.30, 6.45, depending on if I need to make like a run of the grocery store or something. So get home. Um, you know, kids are usually out of bed. Timmy's has gotten them out of bed, gotten them dressed and things like that. And I come home, start making lunches, get them all packed up, um, and then get everybody in the car, all mm-hmm. three of them, and so Jackson is the first one to get dropped off at his kindergarten. Then I go to uh, Thea's preschool, which is like maybe about 10, 10-ish minutes away. And, uh, it, you know, so it's only, it's actually only two days a week where I have to drop off all three of them at different locations because the youngest one, Henry, just goes to like a uh, Mother's Day Out program Tuesday and Thursday. 
So um, those are your favorite days of the week. Yeah, but on those days, Timmy helps out. Usually, if we get the kids up in time, she can take um, Jackson with her. So that way, I only have to do Thea and Henry. So it's it's complicated. We it's make an it orchestrated. Work. Can we delete the part about Lance making all the lunches and taking his kids to school? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's going to go over too well Same for me. Same marriage. And my house. Yeah. <laughs> right. Same. I, mean, I am impressed bad. that you still go to the gym for an hour. Got to man. Before I, all that, I, stuff. I, I don't feel. I don't. I just don't feel. He don't right. fall out of bed yeah. looking like Adonis. He has to work. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't just happen. Yeah, I'm. I'm very lethargic if I don't get out of bed and go to the gym. You know what? See, something you hit on as as a parent of school kids, that's low key underrated, overlooked is the afternoon schedule. All right, so you're you're busting out of work. You know, whatever. You're getting to school, getting the kids picked up, getting them home. There's inevitably some type of homework that you've got to try to mm-hmm. figure out. And if it's it's not the same kind of homework we did when we were kids, when you start talking about Common Core, it's like they don't even add, subtract like normal humans. It's some kind of <laughs> formulated deal I still don't understand. But then also you got to unpack the lunches. We've got in the habit of doing the building the lunches at night. That's yeah. what we've started doing. This, I get this so help. lazy at night. I know. It's, it's tough. Tired. It don't always bad. happen. I don't, I don't but, know why. Well, we build the lunches at night because, <laughs> man, the morning time, our, our kids, if it's going on vacation or something fun they want to do, they're out of bed at 4 a.m. But on it's like wired into their DNA school day. School morning, just like, oh, I don't know, I get up, I got to, and you got to drag them out of bed. So, yeah, the afternoons are low-key as hard as the mornings with, with school-age kids. Well, I have a I have a quick update because I'm, I'm sure the listeners are curious about this. Um about my, you know, Christmas, about whether or not I got my tree down same day. Oh, yeah. Well, the listeners may have forgotten. You may a have yearly to tradition. A yeah. The yearly tradition in the Jones household is that we take our Christmas tree down the, the day of Christmas after all the presents and everything are unwrapped, and then we go have Indian food for lunch. And I'm happy to report that uh, everything <laughs> went, out, went off without a hitch. All right. <laughs> the tree is down, the Indian food is eaten. It was a good Christmas. A tradition and, unlike any other. And honestly, we didn't travel at all. I mean, a lot of it was because it was too blasted cold. But um, it was probably one of the best Christmases we had because we just sat around the house and were lazy and spent time with the kids and didn't have to worry about traveling. It was great. Yeah. Did you I guys was. have a good Christmas? Well, I did. I was going to say, speaking of gifts, I am a little disappointed that we took so long because the, the listeners may not know, in our early days, we were – a little bit more devoted to planning out our content. We had like a Google Doc, and we would even have some meetings yeah. on occasion to Can kind of plan that? out. You know, I remember those meetings. At some point, it changed to we keep up with some notes on our phone on, on a good month, mm-hmm. and then we just show up and start talking about it. That's that. So, anyways, that's the, that's the, the format now. Yeah. That's yeah. the format. <laughs> yep. And so I've been keeping a, a pretty good list, and I had one or two items on here that are now irrelevant. And one of them I was the most excited about was uh, I came up on my 20-year anniversary at work. Ooh. And so with that, I get the corporate, you know, thank you email. And I get a link to pick out my 20-year gift. All right. And so when I got on there. So how excited were you? Well, I was pretty excited because yeah. I'm like, well. It's got to be good. It's 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. I mean, it's, what, what types of valuable things could yeah. be on here? So I start perusing through, it's like watches, purses. I mean, it's basically like a souped up QVC. And I immediately know there's no 
there's no obvious gifts here Ooh. that I just have to have. And so really what I had planned to do, I had narrowed it down to four items and I was going to let you guys choose my 20 year gift. Oh, hmm. nice. And I was going to just, whatever y'all decided I was going with, but time got away six months later. And last month I finally caved and made a purchase or a redemption, I should say. Okay. So are we I'm still going to play this game? And we're going to play the game. Okay. I'm going to see okay. what you guys would have right. picked out. All right. So number one, was a really fancy, nice set of steak knives. I can appreciate that. I haven't had any new steak knife since we got married, so 16 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so this was like a 1920-piece set. Oh, wow, a whole set. That's yeah. nice. Yep. Hilariously, Jessica and I are in discussions right now are replacing our knife, so I, we can relate to this. But it's yeah. crazy. You're sitting here thinking, I would have never picked this, right. even considered this yeah. gift, this you is know, even 10 years ago. Pretty timely, yeah. Number two, sticking with the kitchen theme, was a brand new set of pots and pans. Okay. Uh, getting a few scratches on ours. Yep. Um, Very utilitarian of you. Number three, and the one my heart wanted the most, but would be the one that would be <clears throat> least needed in my life, was a golf rangefinder. Ooh. That's what you get. And if y'all know how many times I play golf a year. Yep. It's less than five. Right. Less than three, actually. But it would make those three to five a whole lot more. Yeah. And I thought I could use it for my hunting stuff. Absolutely. That was my point. I was, was like, hey, be. you know, as much as you like to hunt, that's... And yeah. then number four was a surround, a wireless surround sound Ooh. system for our back room. Hmm. Hmm. What would y'all pick? Well, I know what Kyle's going to pick. Yeah, I mean... For me, it would be obviously the golf rangefinder. I've got a golf yeah, rangefinder. Unless finder, it's, a, it's yeah. a downgrade from what you're right, have. right, yeah. So oh, I, oh, option five. Sorry, there was one more option. It was a uh, a nice, uh, like a knockoff Yeti, but still nice, like big, like seventy five quart cooler. Ooh, like a Grizzly, I think yeah. was the brand. Oh, I've got one of those. Yeah, you got like three of those. Yeah, but you've uh, won, so we got I've a rangefinder. Three coolers. Yeah, rangefinder vote. Well, so, so yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say uh, about two or three years ago, we started upgrading our steak knives and like butcher knives and all those things and to a little bit more um, higher quality. And I'm going to say that you you have no idea what an improvement to your life is yeah. to have a really good, heavy, sharp knife mm-hmm. that you don't even have, like has a lifetime sharpness guarantee type thing. That's what I was honestly going to say. I mean, obviously the pick for me is like, I like a golf range finder, but if it was me picking a current, gift if i'm picking it for me i'll probably go with the knives okay so it sounds like we got two votes for yeah. knives also nothing says you're over 40 like yes a, a, nice a good set of, set of sharp knives yes <laughs> they even had the sharpening stick with it that's oh, how you know they're good oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's classy doesn't that mean that you need you would need to sharpen them more often so does that really mean they're good mm, that's good well, it's just you got to keep that fine precise edge on it that's what i'm assuming i guess so uh anyways what i was going to say though is i my way of thinking on this is that you know it's your 20 year anniversary you need to pick something for you and pick something that you wouldn't normally buy for yourself um that is exactly why i wanted to poll you guys (laughs) that is selfishly what i would do now i I was going to say the golf range finder until i heard the wireless surround sound because i'm a movie person and you know, if I didn't have like a, a speaker set up, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, let me have that. I, th- I think I'd get some use out of that. But it just depends on, you know, what what you think you'll use the most. But for me, it would be the surround sound. Well, yeah. that's that's really why I was going to ask you guys because I w- I was battling between what I thought we needed and could use the most versus what I really wanted. Right. To waste money on. Right. What you give half your life so to I was, the company. So. I will say I wanted you guys 
to pick the rangefinder or the surround sound. Mm-hmm. But I ended up going with the steak knife. So. Ah, and I'm not disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, your comment that you just said is so true. I did not yeah. know how much it, I mean, just even using a steak knife on things, I mean, it cuts everything like butter. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. The You're difference. hacking your meat. Right. And uh, That's yeah. where we're at. We're in sawing mode with our knives. Oh, and it's yeah. just like, what's the point of this? I'm glad you gave 20 years of your life to get that nice yeah. set of steak <laughs> knife. Yeah. And you, but you also kind of made a family-esque type decision, too. You did this for the family. It wasn't just for you, even though it was your anniversary. Like you said, the uh, the rangefinder, especially, that would have been the only real selfish gift. Everything yeah, that's else, a, the family well, that's would a siloed gift from. for sure. That's true. It is, but now we're thinking: should we let the boys even handle these knives? They're yeah. so sharp. Yeah. Before it was a cut on the finger and put a band aid. Right, now it's yeah. like uh, now we now, got an Adam situation. Now it's yeah. A yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can. I, can I am looking forward to poker and steak night at your house, though, so we can check these new bad boys out. Poking who? Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> Kyle, your voice is a little bit hoarse, but you're getting it back. Yeah, yeah. It's good to hear. Yep. Had a slight adventure over the New Year's celebrations. Why don't you guys share? Are we getting ready to talk about your, your illegal activities? Yes. Me and Adam may have been involved. That's subjective. In some slightly illegal activities over the holidays. I still maintain if we'd gotten arrested, it still would have been worth it. Yeah, totally worth At it. At the end of the story, we should talk about, like, what you had been charged with? Yes, uh, the crime junkies. <laughs> that would, yeah. We need our. What actually we was need somebody the crime, to chime yeah. in here and figure out what our crime would have been. So, so as luck would have it, and and Adam can chime in, but we're all beloved volunteer fans, and boy, did they have themselves a season, almost an unbelievable season. But still, as all of all fans, it would tell you a remarkable season based <laughs> where we were coming from. Mm-hmm. So, Adam has a connection. There, there was sort of a a running joke, I think, for a while between one and him and one of his customers that lives and works in Miami. And, hey, if the Vols end up in the Orange Bowl, got a couple tickets for you. Which we're like, oh, no, at this time we've just beat Alabama. We're run, we're going to the national I hope they don't come to Miami. Yeah. That's what I that Yeah, that was the I made. sort of the hmm. remark. So, long story short, and I'll let Adam kind of chime in this part. We, when the season's starting to wind down, you know, they lose to South Carolina, a lot of projections are starting to look like the Orange Bowl. So, Adam calls and says, hey – I don't know. I haven't been confirmed if this is going to happen yet or not. Well, what do you think about at least just getting tickets to fly down there? Like, hey, it's we got points. We can get a refund mm-hmm. or, you know, get more points, whatever. Let's go for it. So, Adam, you take it from Yeah, me. And, and he told me, my, my hookup down there, my friend told me, uh, yeah, I've got four seats. We, we go to all the Miami games, Dolphins, Hurricanes, uh, at the Hard Rock <clears throat> bowl they're like psls he said i can so i can get you tickets so i'm thinking okay cool he'll be able to get his tickets at face value right. which to me would be like what 100 bucks couple hundred bucks yeah a ticket totally fine with that so uh yeah day of when they announced it i was like all right it's it's on you know are we still good he's and he texts me back and he says oh yeah i've already got, i already bought four tickets and he sends me a copy of the invoice not to say hey look how much i just spent but just to say hey look i already got the tickets well i look at them and i go straight to the f- total number and it was almost four thousand dollars <laughs> so at this point we panicked so, a little bit yeah. I, I had, what, what have we gotten ourselves yeah. into and how we're gonna tell our wives yeah that was what i was most worried about because we're committed at this point i had two thoughts one was oh my gosh i'm not gonna be able to afford that number two man these got to be some freaking yeah, great where are we, seats am, where are these seats yeah. am i wearing hey. a helmet am i on the right, side you're coaching yeah the game. yeah Put me how many call how many calls do i get to make in the game yeah <laughs> I, was, I just all i knew is i was gonna flip the coin and catch a pass from milton that's yeah. all that was my goal <laughs> 
And, uh, and, but before I could even like respond and say, this is not what I was expecting. He said, and don't even worry about it. I got you covered. And I was like, oh man, come on, this is way over the top. But I still didn't fully grasp right. where these seats were. I was thinking, dang, so man. So we're talking just for the people aren't going to about a thousand dollars a seat. Yes. Oh, and well, the seats were the about four it. seats. There was four seats. He had to buy four. That was the deal. He couldn't mm-hmm. just buy two because he didn't, he's a Hurricanes fan. He didn't care anything about Tennessee football, mm-hmm. but he had to buy four in order to get two. Uh, and he also got two. I think we may have converted him, and that's story for the end. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So he also, I don't, I don't want to dwell on this too much, but he also got two parking passes, which, as it turns out, might have been as good as the yeah. as the seats. I so mean, everything right now is still in the up and up. No illegal no activity. Shenanigans. No, no, none yeah. at all. So we get so fast forward. Uh, Kyle and I leave out at six a.m. Friday morning. Uh, but just to add a little caveat to that. So at the time oh, of this yeah. recording, Southwest disaster was happening that holiday week. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting here on two plane tickets, and the, what we're thinking are seats of a lifetime at a thousand dollars a piece, and we even have the discussion of like, it's it's not even going to be possible for us to drive down there because mm-hmm. of what we've got scheduled that week. We have our holiday party with you guys. We're just we're, there's and it's thirteen hours. It's thirteen hours. Yeah, there's just not. We're scheduled to fly out that Friday, and up through Thursday, every flight to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, you text me. You text me Wednesday morning, and you said every flight from Nashville to the the Tri County area, uh, those Tri County uh, airports, Wednesday that day and the next day, Thursday, completely canceled. Every single one. So they were gonna if if they were gonna open yep. it, it was gonna be our very first flight was that was gonna be the first one that which was what opened. Friday morning Friday morning okay. six a.m. I even looked like could we drive to Atlanta and get a fl- mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, nothing the whole Southwest system was blown yeah. it was not working at all so as luck fate blessed whatever you want to call it we we look we get up at four that morning and the, the, it was still it was still, it was still green going. still on time by the way it's going to be like 75 degrees and sunny i mean it was just everything was just starting to line up perfectly we get down there get the car had a little bit of shenanigans at the at the, at the rental but that's that's no big deal get the car cruise around miami for a while see them get our tickets get get to the parking lot um Everything's going great. They've got cold beer waiting on us. I mean, this guy's dude uh, of the year. Oh, uh, he's the dude of the year. Yeah. So all I'm thinking about is I just want to get inside that stadium. I got to mm-hmm. see these seats. Like I'm dying to see these seats. And you know they want to hang out and in, in, in the parking lot. I'm like, so he didn't send you any like seat data beforehand. Like, no, well, he did. Image of he did, and I found him online. I even found a picture, but I still didn't fully grasp. Oh, okay. Well, what it they like were. shows the club part, yeah. and it was yeah. like, oh, this is really nice. But situ- you couldn't really tell situation. We couldn't where grasp you were, the situation. Yeah, okay. No. So uh, so anyway, so we go in and and we try to figure out where to go to get to our seats because you have to check in in a certain spot. Well, we're going through like a tunnel and finally we end up in this one spot and this, this lady was like our concierge She's like oh yeah i'll take you to your seat and then and all of a sudden the vip treatment gets, kicks in and we start going into the bowels of the stadium like places you, nobody the right. common man doesn't even know no, exists. No. you yeah. wouldn't even know where to go and the whole time kyle and you are just looking at each other like this is really happening yeah like, well, what, what is going yeah. on this has got to this has got to lead somewhere really where's good. the gag reel where's the guy jumping? oh just kidding going up to the yeah. top or something yeah but. here here's your uh, general admission seats so we we loop around we finally get to uh where i realize we're walking onto the field and to get to these seats you walk into the onto the end zone and you turn and you take like one step up and they're basically like the pad the padding at the end of the end zone we're like 
right we're like the Lambo we're, Leap is. Type yes, of thing. yes, we're literally right behind yeah. that. But we're the only ones behind it. It's not like there's two or three or four rows behind it. There's only one, and these seats are like twice the size of the seat that I'm sitting in. It's like a leather recliner, and then behind us, one level up, is like all the rest of the seats, which just so happened to be the entire Clemson cheerleader squad. But that's also yeah, another that's story. another story. And the thing about these, like you're saying, the Lambo Leap. Oh, there's no leap with these seats. There may be – we're four foot off the field, so even like when the camera guys are in front of us, they have to kneel down. Mm-hmm. And even like the security guards would tell them, if they try to stand up, like, no, you kneel down. We basically had a security guard lady in front of us and one guy to the left of us that catered to basically anything we needed. Of like, Because when we had to go to the restroom, we had to go on the field. So if the play was coming at us, we're like, hang on just a second. It and was the, like the guy at the Predators game when he holds yes. out the, the puck yeah. thing. You play know? had to stop so we could go out on the field, literally walk behind the goalpost. I mean, if the camera was facing that way, you could see us going to piss and come back. <laughs> but what's even crazier than that, so they're like the guys were like, hey, let's go get some food and drinks in the lounge part. You yes. went back in this hallway, and there's like, there's nothing back here. But there was this metal door with a lady standing there. Do you need to go to the restroom? And she'd click this door, and it just looked like a door to nowhere. And you'd open up, there was this tiled, beautiful really restroom nice. that was only for the people, in the 12 seats in that box. So you never, there was never a wait. And then the other side was just this kind of nice glass door, but it led to what I would call the speakeasy. It was a bar back there that catered to only this club section. Full bar. Everything included. Catered food. And the food, I'll give you a short list. Adam and I started the game with sushi. <laughs> And we hit middle at halftime. We had, when everybody thinks college football, yeah, right. back and let me get some fresh sushi. At halftime, we had prime rib. <laughs> and some carved rib. Yeah, yeah. And we had carved prime rib at halftime. And we mixed in chicken wings as right. we saw please. And then we had dessert. But, I mean, it was everything you could want in an experience. Just at the just the snap of a finger, you had what you wanted. In, in hindsight, I would have 100% paid $750 for these seats. Yeah. They're worth every single penny of that $750. All right, so let's fast forward. The game was incredible. The whole that whole experience yep. was just. I, I I may have sat down for thirty seconds. Yeah, the whole thing. I didn't want to sit down. It was that good of a game. It was that good of an. Experience. You guys got on TV several times. Oh yeah, yes. I forgot we're we got all, on TV. We're all getting yeah. texts about it. Yeah, my that, that's the only time I might go viral in my life. It was yes. hilarious because mine and Adam's phone blew up. We didn't know it. We yeah. got on the jumbotron, which was cool for in stadium. We were on there for a good. Seven or eight seconds. Oh, we're on the Jumbotron. But then, like, shortly after that, the guy comes and films us, and it's obviously an ESPN camera. And at the same time, our phones blow up. And I've got people, like, I went to college with that I haven't talked to in a while. Like, hey, man, are you in Miami by chance? (laughs) So that was a cool experience. That was cool. All right, so the game ends. Our friends leave. Now, keep in mind, in order to get to the seats, we had to go from uh, the tunnel, basically, Mm -hmm. like, in between under the seats and stuff. And there's a tunnel that leads all the way around the whole inside of the stadium. If if, if you're starting to zone out a little bit, this is the time to kind of perk your ears up and start listening. This is where where it's Now, do you have a guide that's that's, Uh, just kind of self-guided? Self-guided tour. Self-guided tour, right. Yeah, she came and checked on us a couple times, but her her job was to make sure we were happy during the game. But once mm-hmm. the game was over, we were on our own. So we step out, you know, we get our picture taken or whatever. It's like a little after midnight. Yeah, I was going to say, set the scene is about midnight. They just had the post-game ceremony on the field where they give the, the trophy and whatnot. So so we get done. We're obviously done with our seats at this point. So we leave, and I was like, and we had nowhere to go. Just a side note here. Side note. Yeah. Uh, our flight was supposed to leave at 5.20 a.m. It's now 12.15 So we're not hoteling or anything. We, we literally came go. down, got a car, and we're Yeah, this going. is not a beat-the-traffic type situation. Like, we got nowhere to go yeah. and, and nowhere to be. So I was like – In the words of Kenny Chesney. Yeah. So I was like, well, let's let's 
Let's see what, we can, what kind of trouble we can get into. Let's go. I want to go see if we can get close to the team. Uh, like we're already got access to the tunnel. We've already been elbow to elbow with the entire band. Right. So and we could see them leaving the field. Yeah. So we're like, well, I wonder where that goes around there. Yeah. So uh, so we we take the tunnel. We get all the way about three quarters of the way down to where the where their team was coming in that end zone, and we see a player. You, you recognize Walker, a player. Walker Merrill? I think he's a freshman wide receiver. I was like, oh, there's Walker Walker Merrill. Let's follow him. He had his helmet in his hand walking. So we're like, okay. Let's, We'll go to somebody stops us, and we follow him. And lo and behold, there's this big rack where some guys taking their helmets and putting this rack, which we got a cool picture of that. We're like, oh man, that's awesome! And then they're dive, they start diving in the locker room, big locker room, big T on the front of the door. Now, I, I want to set the scene too. There's about six people outside of this locker room. It's not like there's 200 people and we just kind of blended in. I mean, we were it. In fact, at one point, I didn't even want to stop because I was afraid if I stopped, they'd say, hey, you're not supposed to be here. We had zero credentials, by the way. Everybody that was in that area. I mean, we're dressed like pumpkins. Yeah. We look like 40 year old fanboys. I mean, we're all in orange. Everybody else is professional. The, the press corps right there. Of course, none of them are dressed in Tennessee stuff. The players obviously are going in and out, but like support staff just look like they're support staff, not like they just drank six beers and watched the yeah. balls win the Orange Bowl. Like Kyle's got beer quick, all quick, down the quick front question. of his shirt. So one to ten, where are we all at in terms of the uh, beer level? Well, but, we had slacked off a little. bit. Yeah, we slacked off, off okay. and we started drinking water because we knew we were. So y'all were y'all were coherent. You weren't just and stumbling, it, bumbling yeah, through. Yeah, no, there. no, no. We and we totally <laughs> were playing it pretty cool. But by this point, we were both exhausted because we've been up since four. And, but we're running on pure adrenaline because oh, we've yeah. stumbled into, like, this is going to be cool to watch them coming in the locker room because as long as they let us stand here. So, like, to the side, the entire press corps that follows Tennessee's there, I recognize, like, it's like the VolQuest guys, Brent Hubs, Wes Rucker, guys that I follow on Twitter and listen to podcasts. So, I'm like, so me and Adam. That alone was cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> you guys weren't like, hey, we're common denominators no we didn't we didn't think we weren't thinking that far ahead yeah at one point i told kyle i was like why don't you go if somebody says anything just say uh yes i'm uh kyle binkley with smoky barn news yeah uh, i've got a question here Uh, (laughs) oh man yeah so so that's where that's where we're at at this point we have blended in kind of behind you're already telling me there's like less than 15 media people here oh less than 10 10. y'all just blended in with them okay Yeah. yeah yeah So they closed. Probably nobody like kind of like gave y'all the eye, or yeah. did they even say hi to y'all or anything like no, that? No, nobody's acknowledging. Not, not at all. Nobody's acknowledging. Crazy. So because they, because when they said go back behind the rope, you guys didn't move. You no, stood your ground. We stood That's our ground. Right. That okay. was our first probably illegal decision. When Act we made, like you've like, been there. Now was We're that like, like you belong? Uh, did y'all even have time to discuss that, or you oh, just yeah. both were like no, you went with it? It was more of yes. We said like let's just keep standing here. There was another nonverbal conversation we had that we're getting to here in a minute. We also we also kind of wanted to look kind of annoyed you know the last thing you want to do is kind of like jump up and down and oh take pictures we and pulled the look at the watch because yeah. they, they would come out and make announcements like because right to the left of there was the the media <laughs> room where you, they get up on the podium and you ask questions yeah which in real life is the tiniest room oh, i've ever seen it's it's a third the <laughs> we size were gonna, of this room our, our first plan was to go in there and just blend in the back but dude it was like a closet so we're like no we can't we're not doing that so we'll just stand out here and just get some pictures <laughs> Yeah, so we just kind of tucked ourselves behind yeah. the media guys. Uh-huh. And, in, in my mind's eye, it's like if you've ever played hide-and-seek with a five-year-old and they're standing behind the couch and you can literally see them, like, standing there, but they're standing still because they think nobody can see them, that's me and Adam at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like, if we just stand behind Wes Rucker, they won't know that we're not supposed <laughs> we to We don't be move, either. they can't yeah, see they us. Yeah, they can't right. see us. That's so right. that's where we're at at this point. We saw the entire team walk in the locker room, which that was awesome. Yeah. We saw uh, Coach Heupel walk in, and the last person to walk in was Joe Milton. 
And I mean, now we were already at a cloud eight. Now Tennessee's we're at a full quarterback. Cloud nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine, nine, yeah. One MVP of the game. Yeah, MVP of the game. Yeah. So they all go in. They close the door, and a lady comes out and she says, "Okay, they're going to open the door in about uh, five minutes." And then you guys, you guys being the media, not Kyle and Adam. Yes, look at they're looking at out. the media. <laughs> they're looking at the media, telling this and us because we're behind them. We're like, right. okay, yeah, all right, all right, sounds uh, good. They're like, yeah, hey, you, you guys really can know. go in in about five minutes. And I said, Kyle, we're going in that locker yeah. room. I said, when they open the door, get as close to these guys as possible. Cover your chest if you have to, like you got a, a media or whatever. Badge or something, yeah. Just keep on going. We're, we're going to make yep. it in this thing. So they open the door, and the guys start moving, and we, we tuck in behind. And we're passing security, mm. state troopers, everything. And it's not like it's a long hallway. It felt like it was a mile Yes. Long. And we and I look up and we're in the freaking locker room. It's with like every the player. the I'm gates like, of oh heaven open. Gosh. You're in this hallway <laughs> and they're in there celebrating, hooting and hollering. And that's the nonverbal. We looked at each other <laughs> and we were maybe three feet away. Neither one of us said anything. And I, Adam sort of got it on video. Me looking at him like, holy bleep, <laughs> we are in the Tennessee locker room. And nobody has said a word to us. I've told this story so probably the story 15 doesn't times. end here. Though. No, no, no. It does okay. not end here. We still don't know why this is the case. But the guy's walking towards us, looks directly at me and Adam. And I thought for a second the gig was up. The guy goes, fancy seeing you guys here. And we have video evidence. We don't know what that – I mean, Adam's like, like the equipment manager. Or yeah, something. and we just kind of, yeah. Hey. Good and he just too. walked on by. So we just kept easing. Do you think? Do you think that was he mistook you guys for somebody, or he was like acknowledging you know what? the shenanigans? I know yeah, these guys shouldn't so. be here, but I'm not going to do anything about <laughs> it. Was it was yeah. I, which I love I, the latter. For I sure. think we we've discussed this, and I think it's the latter. Yeah. Because we saw this what guy. A great dude. We yeah, saw this seriously. guy later in the night as well. And so, he was annoyed as hell because he was trying to get everything. Yes, because he was in charge of getting the field packed up <clears> and all that. But anyway, so Adam shoots <clears> a few <throat> seconds of video. They come through. and Say, hey, no video, no cameras or anything so he sticks in his pocket we spend a solid i don't know eight yeah, nine ten, ten minutes. minutes we we didn't we hadn't seen hypo so i guess he went back out to the media room well adam has his back turned to the uh door and i see i just can kind of see hypo coming and brushes right into adam because it's tight in here everybody's packed in and i grabbed adam's arm i said and he turned and looked and he was hypo it was like Jesus passing you. You just want yeah. to touch his cloak. You so know? we both just directed. While we did this, we both went at him. Like this was a good idea. Yeah. So we Why both. Why would we not do we that? We both went to him. You got, they, a, got a corner. Him. Yes. Pin him in. Remember, I said we had nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So we went to him, and he had his back to us. Was talking to somebody else, hugging somebody. And he turns right into me and Adam, and Adam with without missing a beat, it's like, Coach, you mind if we get a picture? He's like, No. Nah. So he pulls his phone out of his pocket. There oh, was no, what, who are you guys? Yeah. And why are you in my locker room? So right. hilariously, yeah, no Adam gets his camera out. And if anybody knows Adam, he's Johnny on the spot with all his equipment. And he, Heupel, is a, he is a professional photographer. Yeah. Heupel turns to him and Adam in a, I, I can only think is a moment of pure panic, hits the close button instead of the picture button. <laughs> very, oh. very big difference. That's how you know how nervous Adam oh, yeah. was because he's taken a thousand of those. Yes, a million. <laughs> Never missed one before. Never. Right. So shook, Well, man. at that point, Hypo, I guess, assumes he the picture is over and turns and t- is talking to somebody else. Adam's like, shit, I didn't get the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh, I hit you the face. No, I probably That's said wrong. that. But That's anyways, what you were thinking. Yes. So he opens the phone back up. And the luckiest of all luck, he turns right back to us and said, Coach, can we get another picture out when they come out? Yeah, no problem. 
So I, we get in there, Adam lines it up. I was just like, and I had, took a moment to say, Coach, man, thank you so much for bringing us back. This has been an awesome year. He's like, yeah, it's been great. Go Please Big Orange. Believe. Bam, got the picture. So at this point, we're like, like oh, oh, side note, he's like completely drenched. Yes, he's Gatorade. He's leaned up against us. We're, oh we're wet on the sides from leaning I put, into I it. put my hand on his shoulder and I was like, Ugh. yeah. But it was we, cool. we didn't realize it was the Gatorade <laughs> bath until we saw footage later. Yeah. But, anyways, so at this point, all right, we've, we've we're played. Done here. We're done. We've played house money. We both look at each other. We're like, let's get out of here yeah. before we get thrown out. Before we out. really get yeah. thrown out. So we did. We got out. At this point, we have no idea where we're at in the stadium, by the way, because we went around corners and turned and nooks and crannies. So, so we, definitely, we got, definitely got you on one charge of trespassing yes. right now. Oh, Minimum. Yes. Yep. Minimum trespassing. <laughs> and probably aggressively walking towards the coach. <laughs> so it's probably some kind of, I don't know, stalking or something uh-huh. in there. Is there anything about impersonating? Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Although we didn't have any Just documents. Just thinking through the charges. We didn't make yeah. any false documents. Yeah. So that's at least in our favor. No forgery. Uh, so we're like, there looks like an opening down there. Let's just go out of the stadium there and figure out where we're at and try to find the car. Because we don't, like I said, we don't know which end we're on. We don't know where we are. So at that point, we do. We walk out and around the corner. Lo and behold, there's the team buses. So we thought, you know what? It'd be cool to get a picture beside the team buses and the big tractor trailer had Tennessee all over it. So then we, we go and do that. So we're like, but then we look oh, up. Oh, by the way, that entire section is like motorcycle cops yes. and state trooper. Th- this is where all the security is because they're about to lead the mm-hmm. entire team, buses, coaches, everybody. Else. It's like a half a step under like the presidential motorcade. Yeah. So we were, that that was probably the riskiest thing we did the whole night because yeah. we're just walking up in this thing full of cops. Yeah. But so, again, nothing to lose. Here we yeah. are. We're like. We're standing there looking between the Because at worst, you just play it off like, oh, oh, I'm drunk. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, man, I'm just where a big fan. I? We'll leave. You know? We're out of hey, here. Then Sorry. you can add public intoxication. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so me and Adam were just like, we're looking through the crack, and we're starting to see players come out. You've only got to see these guys twice each. Yes, so just yes. not, not Hadn't had quite enough. Right. Yeah. In the locker room, nonetheless. And we're like, ah, screw it. Let's go. Because they were handing them food and water to get on the bus. And it was just a couple looked like like probably student student graduate students or something like that and one security guard man it was like those apex security guards yeah yeah so we cruise up there literally get next to where they're handing out the food and water now this is where we got clever though post up they're bringing stuff out of this other door onto this tractor trailer that's sitting right there like the whole field's getting loaded in there it's the exercise bikes it's everything that's on the field gatorade things well we took it upon ourselves to kind of fit in and we're like We'd lean up on something, or even Adam went as far as to help a girl dump a cooler. So he's over there working. We're dumping some coolers out, moving stuff around. And, man, all of a sudden – Just part of the crew. The players start coming out. I look up at Adam. I see a guy on crutches. I'm like, holy crap, that's Hendon Hooker. And I was like, Adam, Adam. I think this time he was maybe moving an exercise bike or something. So for the non-Tennessee fans, this is our – the quarterback that brought us back. Nearly nearly our Heisman Heisman favorite until he got injured. Yep. So yeah. we're like, all right. So this is kind of like jaw dropping. Yes. Yeah. And when we hadn't said, we knew he was on the sideline, but we didn't see him in the locker yeah. room. He's on crutches, just had knee surgery. We had a decision to make at that point. We get the picture with Hendon Hooker, we're busted probably because this security guy's right there. We start taking pictures of people out here. He's going to tell us to beat it. I have to be honest, there was no decision. I was getting that picture. Yeah. So we're like, if we get kicked at this point, we got Hendon Hooker, everybody's favorite player this year, go up to him, super awesome guy. I even talked to him for like 10 or 15, 20 seconds. Like, man, how'd the surgery go? Good. You know, thanks so much for bringing us back. Mm-hmm. We can't wait to watch you in the pros. I got the picture. We turned around, security guard, didn't Nothing. even acknowledge we did anything. So he walks off. So lo and behold, here comes the five-star quarterback we just signed, Nico. Hey, man, you mind if we get a picture? Yeah, man. Talk, talk to him for a second. Get the picture with him. Turn around. Nothing. So at this point, we're like, screw it. We're just going to stand here. 
There's only one piece of the puzzle left. Yes. And that's Joe Milton. Joe Milton. So we watch literally every single player, and about half the coaches come out. This is 45 minutes in of standing back here. We've even gotten drinks out of the cooler now. Because the guy's like, oh, anything to drink? Sure, yeah. So we're drinking out of the cooler. So so from the, the time the game was over to this point, oh, we're just taking your picture, how, how long are we 2 a.m. Well, probably. It's almost 2 a.m. Yeah. So almost two hours y'all yeah. have been yes. back here. Yeah. Yes, we've been with the team for two hours. <laughs> Does that seem excessive? We even are talking to the bus driver. He's like, are y'all flying back with the team or are y'all riding back with equipment? We considered it. <laughs> and we didn't lie. We said we are flying back. Not with the team, right, right. but we are going to fly back. We ain't taking a bus. That's yeah, sure. yeah. So that's withholding information, yeah, I believe. Exactly. So finally, you could tell everybody's getting ready to leave. Joe comes busting out the door, and you tell he's in a hurry. I don't even think he got food. Hold, hold on, I got to talk about the oh the yes, security, yes. The security we, guard we, that almost made. We us. finally did almost get made. <laughs> so there were a couple times. Again, there, there's cops everywhere, and at one point, I turn around. There's a trooper within 15 feet of me, and I swear he was eyeballing the crap out of me. But again, I was trying not to look like I was nervous. I just, again, kind of looking like I'm annoyed. Like, oh, we gotta get out of here. It's late. I've been up all night. Where's the team at? So, on a on a on a back note, I had there's a guy I follow on Instagram that's a photographer for UT. Uh, his name is Noah. And when we were in our seats, again, right in front of us is all the photographers that that post up down there, one end of the field to the other. Well, I recognized him, and I said, Noah, and, he, and we talked like I, like we were best friends or whatever, but it was just cool to see like somebody that I follow, and he's got a pretty good following, too. But we had a conversation, right. he's super nice. So back to the parking lot, we're waiting on Joe Milton to come out, and this one goofy security, again, like an Apex-type security guard, he's kind of walking around, and finally he, I guess, comes up the nerve to say, hey, are you guys waiting on somebody? Or Where's your credentials? Yeah, what are y'all doing here kind of thing, you know, in a, in a nice way, but just like, what are you doing here? Yeah. I said, we're wondering the same thing. And and I was anticipating that. I said, what are y'all doing? I said, I'm waiting on Noah Hilton. And he's a, Which he didn't buy that. Yeah. He said, who is he? I said, oh, he's a, a videographer for the team. And about that time, a guy comes out with cameras and stuff, which you could tell he was probably I mean, involved with that. I and mean, Adam, the second he, he questioned me, the guy walks Adam out. Adam walks out and, and leans around the security guard and says, hey, is Noah still in there? The guy goes, yeah, security guard turns around, walks off. I mean, didn't just need, totally collaborated my story. Yeah, didn't need anything else. <laughs> See, when y'all when we first heard this story, I didn't pick up that you asked the question. Uh huh. God, that was genius. Oh, what, yeah. what a move. Oh, it. Trust me, it was all it the was fact. All the fact that he did some pre work was an impressed me. You got the guy. Made sure he had his name, full name, not as just his Instagram handle, and it went off. And we've the got guy, a potential uh, future criminal on yeah our or cia or, agent or something yeah well you know george costanza said it best it's not a lie if you believe it you're right <laughs> you know yeah so that was probably 15 to 20 minutes before milton came out yeah. so we lingered it wasn't like okay let's get the picture get out of here we were still on borrowed time oh yeah so but milton finally comes out yeah and we get the picture get the picture milton, he too. has the game ball in his hand which we get a picture oh he on a side note which is even funny he never let go of the ball from the end of the game to the time he got on the and bus we got which i thought picture. was just awesome and i can confirm he is a mountain of he a man. After a man. I've stood next, and I was kind of tucked in behind him. All you can see is my head is the only thing that's there. But, I mean, I'm here for the Joe Milton experience next year after all these shenanigans. But literally the team bus is pulled off, and me and Adam were the last two people pretty much at the stadium. I feel 99% confident that we could have got on that bus. Yeah, because like I said, I don't we, know where we, we befriended one of the team bus well, we guys that was on. talking to us. I'm pretty sure we could have just followed him and oh, yeah. gotten on the bus. With but, food. I'm, Only a 50% <laughs> chance that we would have got on the plane. But yeah. I'm pretty sure we could have got, got on, on the bus. bus. That was our only problem is like, 
well if we do that how do we how do we get back we got to fly in like two and a half hours so but that was pretty much our experience man it was it was very much the act like you are supposed to be Mm -hmm. there and there you go i'm so proud of you guys it was unbelievable i mean what a story Uh, yeah by by far the best entertainment experience i've ever had in my life yeah and and we both agree the only way to top this is a natty yeah got to have a national champion and then repeat everything else right lance and i would love to be your understudies yeah I, I did. Next time this goes down. Listen, I we figured out one thing that's a surefire guarantee. Next time, is all the reporters are still old school. They all still have a pad and a pen. Now they would get over there and type stuff, but they're all still writing stuff down. And most of them, like anybody would do, stand stand with a notepad when you're not doing anything. You kind of hold it at your chest, or you if you literally had any kind of lanyard or necklace, it, as it could say <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese on it. If you had. If you had a notepad to keep in front of it and act like you were writing every now and then, I'm pretty sure you could pull this stunt. I'm with Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with Chuck. <laughs> we're making a comeback. Yes. yes. Joe, how did you feel about that last touchdown? Um, but I, I feel like you could probably pull this stunt most places if you could get in the tunnel. Yeah. Because it's not like they were reading credentials no. by any stretch. It was just they had to have a card around their neck. And not act like you're a schoolgirl giddy to be back. Just <clears> play cool. And don't act suspicious, and nobody ever says it. Yeah, I mean, the, our, our real end for the whole thing was just getting onto the field, into the tunnel. Like, that's not easy to do, obviously. I mean, if you had a seat in the nosebleeds, there's no way you're getting right. to the tunnel or on the but field. But these people have been used to us coming we on and off there. the field because we were going to the bathroom, going back there to get food. So when it was over, they're all kind of finishing up doing what they're doing, and we just kind of wandered back out through the tunnel. Now, were we supposed to take a right? We took a left, but we got we were confused, and yeah. that's I'm old, I'm confused. Yeah, that's how we ended up where we're at. But that was our Orange Bowl experience. Yeah. Shout out to our buddy Mark and oh man, John for the hosting a good time down yeah, there. Yeah, that was it and was they're awesome. diehard Hurricane fans, and they were trying to learn Rocky Top by the end of the game. Yeah. So they were they were very much in on the balls. Of course, they hate Clemson because yeah, they, you know, they did. We had, did have a commonality. They hated because yeah. they're ACC and they hated mm-hmm. Clemson. So uh, it, it wasn't like it was two completely yeah. opposite teams. They were volunteers so. for a night. So I hope the uh, statute of limitations is expired by yeah. now because we just completely incriminated ourselves. I heard a few sirens. Yeah, <laughs> and thank you, Coach Heupel, for the hospitality. Okay. Maybe the last time we ever get that opportunity. Yep. So, but anyway, yeah. If you need to get into a team uh, locker room, that's yep. a layout for you. So next that's week, if the Titans win, we'll see you in the we'll see you in the Titans locker room. <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day. I was like, uh, I mean, I like the Titans. I'm a Titans fan, but I'm a Tennessee Vols fan. Yeah, same. By and large, that would be a cool experience because now you're looking at huge men and really famous people. Right. But I, I wouldn't trade that experience with volunteers no. for Titans any day. Yeah. That just meant more. I don't know. I mean, we've got six more months of stuff to catch up on, but I don't, I don't know how we continue on after that great story. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm speechless. That was amazing. Amazing story. Well, there you go. And, I'm, and I mean, not to – I can't compare to y'all's story at all, but I just want to say, like, if if you ever get the opportunity to do anything like that, if somebody's like, hey, you know – because I, I, we did it uh, in Nashville, the Predators game. We did, we did the whole Lexus Lounge experience where – you know, you basically get treated like kings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we did the same thing at the NASCAR race. If you ever get an opportunity to do something like that, you've got to do, do it. it. Because there's just no other way to see a sporting event oh, yeah. until you've done that. And it just takes, like, a stroke of just pure luck and lightning in a bottle for it to happen sometimes. Yeah. But, man, if you got the opportunity, you got to go. Yeah, and, and this, despite us getting in the locker room and doing all that, 
the money to pay for the experience that we had during the game and on the field, totally worth oh, it. Gosh. I mean, it was – I mean, I literally had my hand almost removed by the Tennessee <laughs> offensive lineman, Gerald Mincy, after they scored a touchdown, was on our end. I leaned out as far as I humanly could to try to get somebody, and he come over and, I mean, clobbered my hand. So, that experience is – if you're a true fan of a team, do it once in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Overspend mm-hmm. the money if you've got it and, and do an experience. Like, like Adam said, you, I would gladly pay – to do that experience again. So now of course if Tennessee had gotten hammered, that would have been we would have had an entirely different experience. Right. I don't think we'd have been, been the worst day of our lives. But, yeah. <laughs> but as it happened, they didn't. Go big orange. Uh, go big orange, man. Yep. What else we got on the list? Well, uh so so it was off uh I almost said it was off camera, but it was off recording, but we had a good discussion about what happens when you was when you get buried and yet you're still yeah. alive. And uh Kyle enlightened us. Yeah, saved by the bell. That's saved where by the bell. That term comes from so if Back in the day when they couldn't really tell if you were dead or alive, there was these coffins made with bells in them. So if they accidentally buried you and you were comatose and you came to, you could ring a bell and hopefully somebody was within earshot to get you out of the and, and was a quick digger could get you out of a situation. A quick so, digger too. Yeah, Google that and check it out. I it guess a lot of people didn't get uh, bells if they were getting cremated. Yeah, I would. My guess. Imagine that last bell before yeah. the thing goes. Set and up my late. guess is it was probably maybe more of a wealthy person. Oh, I would yeah. guess that's probably Fancy an upgrade pants. on your coffin would be the bell. Oh, I don't yeah. know that for sure, but yeah. You can't you can't hide money, you also can't bury money. That's right. For five hundred could you imagine that sales pitch? Sir, for five hundred more dollars, you could have this bell in case they screw up yeah. and you're not dead when they bury you. I've never thought to ask this question, but I feel like Kyle may know. When did cremation start? Ooh, I don't know. Hmm. Is this like a, a newer thing or was that like did that come before burying people. I feel like that's got to be like a medieval thing. I mean, I'm sorry, mid... Is that the right term? Medieval times? Mid-century? Yeah, Yeah, I I feel like they probably, you know, what are they going to do with their dead bodies back then? Well, I know... It seemed like a logical thing to be done. I know for sure, like the Black Plague and stuff, that, like, they did burn the bodies. That was, like, required. If you died of the Black Plague, they burned your body. They thought it was a way to get rid of it, I guess. But I don't know if it was before that. I think Adam's efforting this information. Yeah, let's Google it and find uh, out. Well, according to the Google machine, the first <laughs> crematories in Europe were built in 1878 um, in England and Germany. Meanwhile, mm. North America, although there had been two recorded instances of cremation before 1800, the real start began in 1876. So 1870s. So pretty recent. I feel, like that, recent. Asso- I feel yeah. like that was so- like plague associated. Mm. We'll have to dig further into that. We'll have our research people mm. get on that. I don't know that I want to dig into that. Mm pun intended we interrupt this episode to let you know the following content may not be suitable for all children especially those that still believe in a certain christmas tradition you have been warned we did take a a slight page out of the joneses playbook for christmas we did we had a great i did i got a little sick over christmas eve i had a little stomach bug which was exciting times um I got I got a stomach bug too. Oh gosh, and I, it was I think awful. It must have been going around because yeah. it was really weird. I got it Christmas Eve, which we were with my mom and dad's, kind of hanging out. I was like, my stomach just didn't feel right. And by the time we got back home, getting ready for Santa Claus to come, OKB okay, was hugging the porcelain no, throne. No and milk and cookies. No for Santa. milk and cookies for Santa because I was just Dang. trying to keep. That's was, a terrible time to have. It, it was the worst time to be sick. I, to be honest with you, without giving too much away on the podcast, I felt like I missed a year of the. Set it, you know, Santa Claus event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because it was just I had no I have no involvement in helping getting the cookies and milk ready. Man. Uh, so and you you still have kids young enough where you may have to put some things together. Yes. On, was that still going? It was Jessica. Yes. Solo mission. Well, all that. it was decided of like, just put it off. We'll do it after Santa leaves the stuff in the morning. We'll put it together. Uh, yeah. Because yep. it was to that point I was trying. It was get up. Jack Santa got a little lazy yeah, this year. Yeah, so son, we're gonna. I don't know why I didn't put that together, but I'll help you with that. Give him morning. a call. But even that next morning, I was kind of like a little weak, and we, but it was better. But yeah, I kind of with with Emery, she's fixing me nine, so I'm like, boy, I hope we can squeeze one more year out of the old belief factory because I feel like I just I, we yeah. lost. I we lost probably should have earmuffed the kids yeah. that, that may happen to be listening yeah. in the back seat. Yeah, belief. A- Adam may have to edit this appropriately, so. It's kind of why I was beating around the bush there. But. That reminds me of one of the worst things I've probably ever done as a grown man. I don't think I've ever told this on the pod, but we were at uh, church. There are people that are scooting up in their seat right yeah. now, including myself. Turn the volume up. Here comes on the Ryan story. There's it, everybody. Pull yeah. over. You might need to. This is one of those things you look back, you're like, golly, how dumb can a grown man be? <laughs> but, but I was. Pretty dumb. So, Timmy's going to love this part. Hold my beer. Yeah. Timmy thinks I'm a caveman. That's another, <laughs> yeah. that's another thing I wrote down in my notes, by the way. Why does Timmy think I'm a caveman? Yeah. That's the note. Is that why she grunts at you, I guess? Yeah. yeah trying to communicate. Uh, so, Catherine and I. Uh, taught the fifth and sixth graders for a while at church and so we're sitting in there one morning it's around easter and somehow the easter bunny comes up and so i always we always like to start class with you know small talk and i'd ask just random questions so somebody started talking about the easter bunny and so it got me on the kick of when did you find out the easter bunny wasn't real (laughs) oh oh no (laughs) which quickly parlayed into when did you find out santa wasn't real so, to cut, make a long story short, Catherine is sitting across. We're kind of sitting in some type of a little semicircle on the ground. There's probably 15, 20 kids in here. And there are two mm-hmm. sisters, mm-hmm. Uh, one being in sixth grade, one being in fifth, that are sitting over next to Catherine. Well, the, the older sister is right next to Catherine, and I see her leaning over, kind of tapping Catherine and whispering something in her ear. And Catherine immediately is giving me, like, the throat slash, like, Shut your mouth. Stop right now. Because I hadn't, I had not quite gotten to to the Santa party yet. Yeah. But I just didn't pick up on it. I was like, wow, what's she doing over there? So when did you find, when did you kids find out Santa wasn't real? (sighs) And so Catherine is just staring at me. And before we move on to the, the biblical lesson, she has to come over and give me a little talking to. And she said, what were you doing? Yeah. Her older sister was whispering to Catherine, she still believes. Oh no! <laughs> and and you didn't get the signal from the third base coach. You just didn't get it. Didn't pick up on it. And you just I can't running. say that for sure. That's why. But we didn't see him at church anymore after oh, that. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. You were also uh, not so, asked to uh, teach the fifth and sixth grade class. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. That's why I said we used to teach. <laughs> yeah. The fifth and sixth grade. asked not to come back this semester. I mean, come on though. Yeah. Fifth and sixth grade. I know what you're. I know what you're getting ready to say. Yeah. I mean. Like I, I know you probably felt terrible about it, but maybe you shouldn't feel that terrible. I maybe mean, that's it, on the parents. What's the right age? Because every every parent has it in their mind. If your kid is still, I don't know. Right. I feel, I feel like it's it. right where or Kyle's do. daughter is. I feel like that's the range mm-hmm. where I feel like she. I, I feel like she probably knows that Santa doesn't exist, but she's still playing into it for gifts. I, that's what I feel like. Because she, I have she a, seems like I she's, have a nine year old true sharp. believer in my house. Really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Emory has this. We hinted around with her a little bit. 
totally in. Oh, still in on the elves. Oh, still yeah. totally in. I th- I don't think that's a decision you make as a parent. I think you have to let it run its course. I can't remember yeah. School of Hard Knocks. Yeah. Let somebody well, tell them at school. And- right. And then when they come to you with it, you have that discussion if you need be. I've but always I, wanted to go all out. Like if I if I sense that my kids are having a little bit of doubt, like go all out and like you know do footprints and all kinds right. of different stuff around the house just to like <laughs> reel like, back in exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, but, yes. but we haven't got to that point yet. But I, whenever they do, I want to do that. I think the world's so full of hard crap, especially for younger kids now. I'm just like, man, let them hang on to it as long as they want. If it's fifth or sixth grade, fine, let them have it. And my kids really got into the elf this year. It was the first time we really did it. And it was actually a lot of fun. And mm. the funniest part about it was, is that, you know, if you don't really know anything about the elf, supposedly if you touch the elf, it loses its powers mm-hmm. to, yep. to move around. That leads know? to some great Instagram videos and stuff <laughs> yes. of like kids. So, so, so the little one got a hold of the elf, and my two older ones just start freaking out. And I don't know what's going on. And I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. And they're like, Henry touched. Chippy, it was the name of the elf. Yeah, right. So I was like, "Oh no, 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 it's okay." So I did the whole thing where I like, like I picked, I you know moved him back to a spot, but like I used like a like a, another piece of clothing, so uh-huh. I wasn't actually like touching the elf per se. You wiped off all the yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, it was only for a minute." I'm sure he didn't lose his magical power, so that was really funny. Sprinkles of Parmesan cheese on it, call it fairy <laughs> dust. And- <laughs> yeah, I've, I've noticed. When, I mean, keeping all that going as a parent, you have to be on your feet and ready to lie <laughs> at, at, at any, seconds notice. Yes. You spend your whole child rearing days trying to teach them to t- tell the truth and don't lie to me, and you have to come up with yeah. some real on the fly good ones to keep some stuff going. Oh, my four year old's already asking, already asked us this year if Santa was real, and it was right before we were about Man. to see Santa, and I said, "Well, when we when you go see Santa, you can ask him if he's real." Yeah, <laughs> <you> real. <laughs> so she's she's a smart one. Like, I mean, not all my kids are smart, but she's very street smart. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. she's. What is what's funny too is it's amazing this whole scheme has kept going for as long as it is because every parent tells their kid different things. Yeah, like I don't even remember <clears throat> deciding to tell our kids this, but they think all the Santas that you see anywhere are fake Santas. Right, they're helpers. They're not the real Santa. Right, they're just right. the helpers out they're there. They're collecting information. Around different places. Yeah, but yeah. then you've got the other kids that think that's any Santa. any lap they <clears throat> sit on that that's the real one. Yeah. <laughs> so there's got to be some bumping heads at school. Like, oh you know, yeah. I don't really remember that part of it, but, but yeah, there has to be some. We'll have to put the stories a, just don't quite line yeah. up, I'm sure. Well, while the volume is still down, hopefully my kids aren't standing behind the door over there. <laughs> uh, so Ella, who is 11, she's mm-hmm. she knows it's all a scam. Everything, yeah. the tooth fairy, the the <laughs> bunny, the jig is up. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's all. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Last year was the first year, so let, let's just say she was tenish, about yeah. nine or ten before mm-hmm. she realized it. Now, Molly, who's eight, she's all in. And so what was pretty interesting this year, maybe it happened last year, but for sure this year, Ella, and I have to almost whisper, <laughs> Ella was in charge of moving the elf. Oh, nice. Most of the time. He's delegated and she the was right. way more elaborate than we were. Nice. Yeah. I mean, we don't get into the whole, like, dump snow all, or a flower all over yeah. it and hang it by its heels. You throw him in the garbage. sink and like, oh, look, he's yeah. in the sink. Okay. I put him on top of the little reindeer on top of the fireplace. Like, oh, he's looking, he's headed home or whatever. It's like, but she, she did a little bit more, but. Yeah, she's every, every time we say something about like Molly lost a tooth a couple of days ago, and she's like, "I hope the tooth fairy comes." And Ella always gives me this look, like, "I hope you come." Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Dad? Yeah, I wonder how yeah. much she's gonna get. Yeah, they almost caught us one time because we were we had went out somewhere and they started discussing. They're like, 
I wonder where Chippy moved. And we we're like, crap, we forgot yeah. to move him before we left the house. And we pulled into the garage, and Timmy's like, all right, you got to go. So it had been kind of like yeah. wet that day, like w- w- raining or something, so my boots were a little bit slick. <laughs> so I book it up the stairs, about about to slip and fall and bust my ass, but I didn't. Um, ran up the stairs, moved the elf, came down. <sighs> Hey guys, everything yeah. okay? Did you find where the elf was yet? Yeah, man, he's, he's all over the place. Yeah, we had that. We had that. Of course, ours was always overnight. But dude, we had the we had the six a.m. Like, oh crap! Yeah. Did you no? And it's just because Emery's like she's internal alarm clock six a.m. She's out of bed, and we're just like I run in there. And nobody's coming around the corner. That was like our worst morning. Like. Threw them in the tree, like oh, they're hiding in the tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just chuck yeah, them somewhere. We only had one of those this year. Of like, oh crap. But yeah, yeah, we've had some uh, tooth fairy moments like that. What recently. a what a scam the elves are though. Now you've got the pets, it totally is. you've yeah. got the books. Well, how have we allowed that to happen? I don't, I really don't the question. know. Somebody, whoever that lady is, is sitting on a beach somewhere laughing all the way to the bank. And Lance, and Lance <laughs> you enjoyed your year, but you got like eight more years of yeah. this to oh, go. Really? So, oh, yeah, it's not going to stop. Yeah. So. That is the only good thing about, of course, our, our kids are four, four and a half years difference. So when Emory does hit that, it'll be a very much Ella situation where yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to her. She'll get in on that and have a blast because Jack, you know, he'll have two yeah. or three, four years probably more of it after she kind of figures that out. So, kind of looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, transitioning from Christmas to New Year's, I hope everybody had a happy New Year's. The denominator is all celebrated together. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. We probably can't post any pictures no. from that, though, because no. it's a little on the PG. I'm not sure we can really talk about slash it. Slash R rated. Yeah. yeah. We had a good time. We, we had, had a good, good time. time. We, uh, we were safe. Y'all know I'm not big on resolutions, but does anybody have any resolutions they want to? Sh- Did you just break some glass? No, I think it's I think it was my chair. Oh. <laughs> oh. Clearly, one of my resolutions to drop a couple yeah. pounds. Shout out to Daniel, broken chair. Yeah. <laughs> That's for the early listeners. Any, That's right. Any resolutions anybody wants to share, or does it not come true if you share it? I don't I'm, go, I'm, I'm going dry. Does it come true? I'm going dry January. I don't know if that's a real resolution. That's just I got a cheat no. day, and I have my birthdays this month, so I got to have a little cheat in there. But yeah, same. I got to lose about five or six that I've coated on for the winter it's always the ramp to the beach mm-hmm. and then yeah then the slow decline the, back the, to the yeah, holidays yeah. yeah all right well who knows we might see you again down the road everybody thanks yeah. for listening that's going to do it for today's episode thank you so much for listening the denominators are ryan smith kyle binkley lance jones and me adam ray thanks to chet roberts for providing our music If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at CommonPod. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-P-O-D. And if you have a question or a comment for our group, or you'd like to submit an idea for a future podcast, please email us at commondenominators at gmail.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N denominators at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.